Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shut up. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. Hey, what's up? I'm Amanda. I'm Santa. And Bender's eating the buttons off of my cardigan. Bender, no. Bender, no. Those are not edible. (laughs) He just I swear, you have some badass kids. You really do. They... They're sweet. They're sweet. They I don't know where Fry went. He probably was eating that stink bug that was in here earlier. <laughs> there was a stink bug in the stew. In the stew. Bye, Bender. My hair is not cool. I love it. It's getting. <sighs> Breathe. Welcome, witches. Oh, yeah. Fun fact. Oh, I know what fun oh. fact we both have. We got our we art from Laura's Beating Yes, art. I have mine yes. right here ready to show off. Let's see yours. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Amanda picked this out for me, which if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, you can see what the art actually is. We'll also... If you're not watching it, we'll post it to our Instagram stories. Well, we already have posted it to our Instagram stories, but we will yeah. be talking about it more. Once we get it framed, we're posting it again. Um, yes. Yeah, so Amanda picked out the best possible Lara's Beating Art print imaginable for me. Um, it's a girl in the woods walking alongside a ghost. It's giving, I was walking with a ghost. Yes, it is. It is. don't exist. And I love that. So, yeah. It's my baby. I'll show you mine. I've got Gary. Looks to be hide and play and seek. It's the one and only Gary. Yes, Gary the ghost. behind the tree. He's just hanging out in front of this. To me, it looks like a haunted farmhouse. That's what I'm... The countryside. Haunted countryside. Yes, Laura, thank you for making your art. We love it. It's our favorite. Yes. Laura, oh, we so love talented. it. We love it, and uh, pretty sure we're probably going to be getting more. Um this oh yeah uh this is gonna be going on my wall behind me very soon um as soon as I get the proper frame for it I'm looking for me a good like Victorian style um frame and it will be going somewhere behind me where I will be like I said in a previous episode collecting um spooky art so if you have spooky art that you want to share with us please Share it with us and please do. Yeah. We might just fuck around and buy it and display it on the podcast. We should. Well, I just accidentally stuck the packaging to the painting and I'm trying to pull it off. No. Without hurting it. 
I'm gonna have to do this another time because it's loud. But yes. Also, so cute. Oh, yes, the thank you card. So cute. Yeah, you should really go buy her art. You should. It's very, very thoughtful packaging and design. Laura's the best. Sim She's simply the best. Better than all the rest. We the best music. <laughs> we the best. I'm cutting that. <laughs> Cut. This is like a little too orange. I don't know. Might have to hey, turn it down a notch. It's spooky season officially. I mean, for the rest of these hoes that don't celebrate it all year like us. So you yes. can give it, you can keep it spicy. Keep Crank it, it up. Crank it. Crank up. Crank Pedal it up, Pedal to baby. the metal. Floor it. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna, oh my God, did I tell you? Uh, Connolly and I both went, uh, we went apple picking for the first time in our lives. Oh. Recently, and uh, you might know the place. BJ Reese Farms and Ella J. Are you familiar? You went to... You went to LJ. That's did. where I'm from. Connelly, I'm you from LJ, Georgia, y'all. I can't believe that you went to LJ without me. I know you were working. Connelly, come say hi. You gotta show off your bum butt. Yes, he went trapezing. Yes, I do. Connelly, um, <laughs> I have no clue how it happened. Honestly, I know how it happened. You're 38 years old. <laughs> Look, uh, see something you like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he went traipsing around this farm, BJ Reese Farm, and nearly twisted his other foot. I'm like, I need you. The right you foot, yeah, the good foot, the, my driving foot. Yes. <laughs> like, I need you. You can't. You can't go completely broken. Connolly, on me. I need. I need. I need you to sit. I know you can't hear me, but I need you to sit down somewhere and quit just trying to do too much. Heal that foot. Santa says you need to quit doing too much, Connolly. <laughs> he does do the most. He does. Just, you but know, it was so much fun. I haven't posted the photos yet. I'm going to. Don't you worry. Don't I feel you like worry. I missed Don't the Apple Festival. Oh, my God. Okay, so... The BJ Reese Farm is in Ella J. As I mentioned, there is an apple orchard. There's farm animals, like a petting zoo type situation. Oh, I have been there. I went there on field trips when I was a kid. You did? Oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I knew you would yeah, know this. Place I know what you're, you're talking about now. Yeah. At first, I was like, I don't know which one because there's like a few different like apple orchard places, but that's the place I went for field trips when I was a kid and did like the hay rides and stuff. Oh my gosh. I it was so much fun. It. it was packed out the wazoo being the first weekend in October. Freaking everyone was there. Yeah. But yeah, I had a great time at the farm and I can't wait to go back. It was a great time. I am like really feeling away because I haven't been to LJ in so long and I could shed a tear. I miss it. I want to go back. It is a really pretty place in the fall. 
Like it's so beautiful. That's what that's like Ella J's time to shine is the fall. Other times it's like just, you know. Yeah. It's, LA it's LA one of my favorite like things fall, about Georgia. Yeah, just being so close to the mountains and Yeah. Just having a gay old time. I'll t- we'll have to go together and you can show me your old stomping grounds. <laughs> yeah. The elementary school. I basically just did up until fourth grade in LJ. Like I lived there from the time I was born until fourth grade, and then moved to Chattanooga. But that yeah, I have chat. great memories in LJ with my Mima. Yeah, she's in assisted living now, right? No, my Mima is dead. Wait, which Carolyn? Oh, my granny Carolyn is oh, in a nursing okay. home in Calhoun. Oh my God, that means she's close to Bucky's, my favorite yeah. gas station. <laughs> yeah, let's go see. Let's go see Granny Carolyn. Go to Bucky's. I am gonna go see Granny Carolyn as soon as possible. Yes. Well, did we address our our uh, orange lighting? <laughs> Oh, yes. So our lighting is orange today instead of purple because it's Shocktober and we're just trying to be festive. We're just trying to do, um, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that to like, you know, bring in some of the Halloween vibes. Not me losing my voice. We're not doing that again. Um, But yeah, we're just trying to have the Halloween spirit some way, somehow. Yes, and maybe we'll do a different color next week. Who knows? More on that at 11. Yeah. Well, so for Shocktober, next week I'll be telling my personal spooky thing. And yeah. for this episode, we're just going <laughs> to jump into our regular format. And at this point, I don't remember who's supposed to go first. But if you want to, go for it. <laughs> What story had you shook this week, Santa? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I might as well go first because, like, it's going to be a shit show. To be honest. <laughs> um, I'll hold my questions for at the end. Because. <laughs> okay, so y'all know that I like to get my stories from my ghost books. Mm. And my ADHD kind of, like, causes me to just somehow acquire like all the ghost books and then like start reading one and then I get another ghost book and then start reading that one. And then I'm like, Oh, another ghost book. And so I just got like all these ghost books like piling up and I keep thinking my story is going to be one thing. And then I start, I, it's so hard. I always, not always, but it is often that I think my story is going to be one thing and then at the last second it becomes something else and by last second I mean really. Um, So I got um, this great new book. Uh, It's called A Haunted History of Invisible Women, True Stories of America's Ghosts by Leanna Renee Heber and Andrea James. Um, This book literally just came out. Um, I think it came out on September 27th, September 28th, something like that. It's 
it's a really brand new book. And, um, I actually, I saw it recommended on Amazon when I was looking for other books and it was like pre-order status. And I was like, okay, this looks like something up my alley. And I pre-ordered it and it came in the mail a couple days ago. That's so and awesome. You got it so soon. Yes. And so original gangster. Oh, gee. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing about me, I'm going to just talk about the ghost books and tell y'all to go read them. And if they're good, of course, and this one is good. I have not read all of it, but I read through a lot of it today. Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know how last minute I chose my story. Um, yeah, I read through a lot of this today and I was really, really into it. It's it's so good. Like the research is very thorough and they even reference other ghost books that I love, which is great. So Yay! They, they are women after my own heart, for sure. I think we have similar taste. And they did a really great, just so y'all know, there's a great um, write-up in here about Sarah Winchester. And oh, yeah. And they definitely take the right approach in telling that story and I love them for that and we have no choice but to stand because they came correct with the facts so yeah my story today is a ghost story of course um and you already know that it's like it's not the it's not in the 1920s like most of my stories tend to be but it is in like the late like 1890s so it's sort of like turn of the century almost this is about and sorry I will be probably referencing my material since I was so late in choosing this story so this is about a person and a place Mm. this story is called the beautiful stranger Kate Morgan and the Hotel del Coronado And the Hotel del Coronado is located in San Diego, California. In November of 1892, a young woman, um, she was in her early 20s. Her name was Kate Morgan. She checked into the Hotel del Coronado under the name Lottie A. Bernard. Um, so she, she checked in under a fake name for some reason, and she had just a small bag with her. She checked in by herself, which is like at that time was kind of like not, it, it was considered odd if a woman was yeah. like traveling by herself. Um, it was kind of like, what are you doing? Hmm. What are you up to? Why are you traveling alone? Yeah. Um, of course, like at that time, this hotel had like separate entrances for ladies who were traveling alone and even like separate dining areas for women to eat alone so that they weren't on display as being alone, Mm. traveling alone, like just because it was such a bad look, but it was great that they took steps to protect women's reputations. Right. Um, It it was such a bad look to be seen alone without the accompaniment of a man. 12. Right. She's 13 and she hasn't even been betrothed. She's going to die an old maid. She hasn't been wed by the age of 13. What a spinster. Her egg's about to fall out. Oh, God. 
So, yeah, Kate Morgan, she was staying in there in the hotel. And basically, she was, it was evident to hotel staff that she was going through something. She was very unwell. And she had actually told a member of the hotel staff that she had stomach cancer and that the doctors had considered her a lost cause. Basically, that's what she said. And so she was basically just like very, very ill. And like she was really like walking around this place, like looking like, you know, like just on death's on death's doorstep like sick you know and that that made me so sad when I read it like the doctors just were like well lost cause like I mean I guess they didn't have the the means back then to like try to eradicate something like that so while she was there um you know wandering around the hotel in her haggard state she would go up like to the front desk and ask if they had heard from her brother, she said that she was expecting for her brother to show up with all of her like trunks of clothing and other possessions that she had been traveling with. Um, Cause she like traveled by train and she had like a bunch of trunks of stuff, but all she brought with her was like the small bag entering the hotel. And she just was not getting communication from her brother Mm -hmm. Um, but she was like very worried about that. Oh, there was this, there was this other weird thing where like she had these mysterious papers that she Mm -hmm. wanted to burn and she asked the bellboy for matches so she could burn them. And so she burned these papers in her fireplace, but we don't know what those papers were. Like what were the papers? Like she was burning evidence of some sort. It hmm. seems like it's like I have to burn these papers. Why? Marriage papers or something, maybe? I mean Who knows? she she was technically married. Um, she was married to this man who was like a gambler, uh gambling addict or something like that. Mm. Um, so maybe she was burning papers related to that. Who knows? Who knows? We can only speculate what the papers entailed and then at one point she ended up getting $25 wired to her so she never heard from her brother but she got the $25 wired to her from a friend named Mr. Allen in Iowa so she took a trip out of the hotel um, sometime after she received the $25 And she said she was going to the train depot to try to collect her trunks that she had left behind. But instead, she went to a gun shop called Chick's Gun Shop on Fifth Street in San Diego. And she purchased a pistol and ammunition and then returned to the hotel. And then later that day or night she shot herself with the gun on a little side staircase facing the beach oh my gosh and she was found by an electrician the next morning 
So yeah, Kate committed suicide. So her body was held for viewing in the corners building for days, just waiting to be identified by someone. And a lot of people came to see her. Like a lot of women just came just to see her, like just to view this. Cause people are fucking weird. <laughs> they were like, they're like, Oh, I want to see a dead body. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Um, but yeah, she had a lot of visitors because from the time that she died, there were so many like news stories. Cause you know, we've already talked about how the spectacles of any, anything like unsettling or anything weird or anything out of the ordinary. And especially when it comes to a woman alone, Mm -hmm. going back to Sarah Winchester, a woman alone is newsworthy. Um, and so she was called by the newspapers. She was given the name, the beautiful stranger. Um, and that's kind of just what they called her in the newspapers. This was before they knew what her name was before she was identified. One of the newspapers, this newspaper only had her fake name, Lottie, the fake name that she used for the hotel. And they said, Mrs. Anderson Bernard, 24 years of age, arrived at Del Coronado alone last week. She was reserved and mingling, not with other guests, made few acquaintances. It was known, however, that she was an invalid. On Monday, she resolved to end her sorrows and sufferings. So crossing the bay, purchased a revolver and cartridges. Soon after dark on that evening, she deserted the warm, cheerful rooms of the hotel for the darkness outside, and on the steps at the rear, in the cold, drizzling rain, took her own life. Um, so, Damn. yeah, the newspapers reported about her a lot, like, following that situation, and it was very much, like, the mystery of, like, who is this beautiful stranger Eventually, they identified her not by her brother or any person coming to identify her. A man came forward that said that he had, like, witnessed her fighting with another man on the train, the train that she arrived on. Oh, wow. Um, so we don't know if that was her husband. We don't know if that was her brother. Who was it she was fighting with on the train and why? We don't know. But they did collect her trunks uh, somehow, and they found more information to identify her in her belongings and just a little more information about, like, what was going on with her, like, the fact that she had a husband and things like that. Oh, and apparently they found out that she had actually been missing from wherever she was from. Wow. Oh, she had been considered missing, I guess, by her husband since the November 23rd. And I think she committed suicide on the 27th. So she had been a missing, a missing woman. She was married to a gambler, was not very happy with him, and was also ill. Some say that the fight on the train was possibly with a lover. Literally the newspapers like were speculating so much about her. They were talking about her being like a ruined woman. Uh, Call her floozy. 
Yeah. A good for nothing floozy hoe bag. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. Oh, and like she claimed, she said that she had stomach cancer, but the newspapers were like spreading rumors that she was pregnant, but <gasps> the coroner didn't even do an autopsy. So there was no, there was no like confirming what her actual ailment was. No autopsy? Is, Are you kidding I know, when me? When I read that, I was like, why would you not, why would you not That's do, insane. I mean. I mean, they know they knew the cause of death, but still, but yeah, she was, still, like I'd want to know if she was making that up because that would answer a lot of questions. Because yeah, because she was lying about other stuff. Yeah, because if I'm gonna speculate wildly, I'd say yeah, she was arguing on the train with guy who knocked her up, had an alias because of that. Yeah, was actually married. To further complicate the matter. So, of course, she's going to come up with some lie. Yeah, and she could have been sick from morning sickness. Like, it could have been anything. But she might have also fully had stomach cancer and been just, like, living out her days. Who knows? It's so crazy. There's so many, like, unanswered questions about really what was going on with her. Oh, and she she came. Kate came from, like, a well-to-do family also. But I think they kind of, like, disowned her because of her husband and her, like, allegiance to her husband. And probably he brought, like, shame to their family, like, uh, to some degree is what I'm guessing. But I don't know. And the only person from her actual family that, like, stepped in to do anything was her grandfather, and her grandfather paid for her to be um, buried. Oh. Like, and. Oh. Yeah. And so she, if if you live in San Diego, you can go visit Kate Morgan um, at the Mount Hope Cemetery. Um, that's where she's buried. And they even have her fake name on the on the gravestone to Kate Morgan, also known as Lottie A. Bernard. <laughs> wow. Um, Pseudonym yeah. in the studio. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it was just, it's like such a, it's such a like sad story. And uh, yeah, I don't even know how to joke about it. It's such a sad story and such a mystery as far as like, what the hell, what the hell happened? There's so so many unanswered questions and maybe like she wanted it to be that way. Like if she, like what were the papers that she burned? Like I'm dying to know. I, yeah. And that's why she needed the matches, right? So she could burn the papers. Yeah. That's what they were for. And she burned them in the fireplace in her room. And of course people went to go see if there were any fragments left of it, but it was all ashes. Um, That's crazy. Okay. So, now that I've told this very sad story and once again brought up suicide on the podcast, it's like every single episode, it's there's a story about suicide or something, so sorry about that, but, um, and... <laughs> Your face just said it, and that's the tea. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. Deal with that. Maybe she's born with it. Um, 
Oh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't get away from these stories. Um, but I find them. This is very intriguing. And I, I haven't done this story justice. I'm just going to say that. I have definitely not done this story justice um, since I I read it just today, obviously. So now that we've talked about all the depressing stuff, um, I'm going to get into the actual ghost tea. This is why we're here for Shocktober to talk about ghosts, um, not sad, lonely women. But... Hi. Um, <laughs> it's me. Little um, women. Sad, lonely, little sad, women. Sad, lonely women. <laughs> a podcast. Okay. So basically, Kate is still haunting the Hotel Del Coronado to this very day. Legend <gasps> has it. Yeah. Um, and so at the time when Kate stayed at the Hotel Del Coronado, she stayed in room 302. That same room still exists there, but they've changed the room number to 3327, 3327. So if you ever want to go stay in Kate's room at Hotel Del Coronado, um, ask for room 3327. Apparently, people have had experiences there. Like pretty much everybody that goes there Mm -hmm. and stays in that room or the rooms in the same hallway like there's so many yeah. stories people have seen her like walking in the hallway they've seen her in other areas of the hotel and they see her in the like period attire what? and that's how they know that's how they like conclude that it's her she generally limits her activity to fleeting appearances and inexplicable antics Guests in Kate's room report everything from breezes that come from nowhere to having to deal with a television set that turns on and off by itself. And this is from, this quote is from a book called Beautiful Stranger, The Ghost of Kate Morgan and the Hotel Del Coronado, which is a book that they sell at the hotel. Um, Nice. Of course. (laughs) Of course. They sell it in in the shop. So... It seems like from guests who have stayed in her room that Kate likes to stay in there too, regardless of who's staying there. She's like, this is my room. (laughs) It's mine. um, You can't sleep with us. Yeah. And housekeepers um, have said there are some housekeepers that won't even go in the room. Like they refuse to service that room. Oh, gosh. And it's like, it's like, no, I'm not doing it. You do it. You, I'm not going to have it. <laughs> y'all know I've told y'all, I've done told y'all that I'm not going in that room. I will not clock in again if you put me through egg like mm-hmm. this. I will clock right out if you tell me I have to go in that room. <laughs> um, because when they go in there, the creepiest thing is like for them, when they're changing out the bedding, there's literally the indentation of a person in the bed, like as if a person's sleeping, like, you know, when you're sleeping and you're actively, your body is weighing down a part of the mattress. Uh, When they go in there to change the bedding, it's like a person is laying there, but you can't see them, but it's like the the indentation is there and it's pushed down. Uh. It's like every time. And according to them, 
And so it's like she's always in there just sleeping. Um, I guess she sleeps during the day when the housekeeping is changing it because the other people are in there sleeping at night. And she's like, this is my room. Um, this is my room. Get out right now. One thing that she usually does, like when when people are sleeping in there, is like she messes with people and she'll like pull the covers off of them. <laughs> and when I read that, I was like, I was like, oh, Kate, because that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Don't you know what I mean? Like you. You can hang out, like, you can hang out and, like, be in the room, and you can, like, chill, and, like, like, you could go lay down on the couch, like, make some coffee, make some tea, order room service on my dime, even, but don't pull the sheets off of me (laughs) whilst I'm sleeping. Yeah, that would freak me out. Yeah, I don't. But she's not violent, though. She's really not. She's just, like, she's just claiming what's hers, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, they basically, like, some people can see her, probably, like, the mediums yeah. among us, the people who are clairvoyant. Um, and then, yeah, people that stay in the room just have those little things. And then she also messes with the electricity. Um in the building in general, but definitely in the room. Mm. And like, you know, the, like the room keys. Yeah. People have said that like, she messes with those two, like makes them defunct. She don't want you coming in that room. She said it. She said it over and over again. Bitch, I told you I'm having a cat nap. She done told y'all that's her room. So I did. Keep on, keep on, and she'll pull the bed covers off of you. Oh, my God. Man, I would freak out if I was turning down a room and I saw the imprint of someone's body laying up in that bed. I'd be like, excuse me? That's the scariest part for me. That's that and the pulling the sheets off. But she also calls, does the phone calls. Um and then, like, people pick up, and then there's no one on the other line. It's just, like, random phone calls. Just breathing. Yeah. Seven days. Seven days. Oh, and then, like, you know, like, the string that hangs down from, like, a ceiling fan? Yeah. Yeah, she moves that. Like, like let's say, like, the ceiling fan isn't even on. She's just, like, bam. And then it'll just, like, sway. That's just a little bit silly. Are we sure she wasn't actually 13 when she died? I'm just kidding. I'm going to play some tricks on you. Well, she was 24 when she died. And I will say when I was 24, uh, I was immature as fuck. Same. Like, still am. Yeah. But I was, like, basically a teenager still. <laughs> like Arrested development. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one is cool too. This this one is cool too. Uh I'll just read this little part. One hotel guest noticed a woman in period clothing. <laughs> period clothing. Period panties. <laughs> I hate that. I hate the word panties. <laughs> I hate period clothing. One hotel guest noticed a woman in period clothing 
walking down an exterior staircase toward the ocean. The guest knew nothing of the ghost or her tragedy. The woman outside eerily turned to the guest watching and seemed to gaze right through her with a piercing, harrowing stare. Mm. Only when the guest made an inquiry with the hotel did she find out about Kate and realize the spirit's movement down the stairs matched Kate's last moments. That's spooky ooky. Wow. Yeah, so that's like, that's basically it. Um, a very sad um, and confusing, mysterious, beautiful stranger was Kate Morgan. And I wish that somehow we knew more about, you know, what she was trying to conceal. Not that it's any of our business, but I'm nosy yeah. and I want to know. I want to know what. I want to know about the papers. I want to know, did she have stomach cancer or was she pregnant? Who was she arguing with on the train? Was it her husband? Was it a lover? Was it her brother? What? I can't separate the truth from all the lies. It's just a web of lies, web of lies. No, but honestly, like what you said earlier, um, if she was pregnant and it wasn't her husband's like yeah she made up some good lies good girl i just like to speculate wildly but yeah that that's a very bizarre very bizarre case like back then i can only imagine what the world was like back then i know how it is now and for women it's not especially great yeah back then though even worse like, bless yeah, and then her. imagine, like, revealing that you're pregnant at all. Jeez Louise. Was that suggested in the book that she may have been, or is that just us going off a deep end? It wasn't, it was not suggested in the book that she might have been pregnant, but it in the book they talked about the wild speculation of the public that she was. Got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, so the authors don't have, don't state an opinion. It's always a fucking witch hunt. But yeah, the the newspapers went wild about her. Um she was she was the moment. She really was. And as anonymous as she tried to be, she was the moment. She was. Wow. And good, good for story. her. Good for her. But sorry that I struggled through this story. Also, That's That's sorry that it isn't, it isn't like, it isn't the ghost story that I was really like setting out to talk about. But when I read it today, it just like really, it just stayed with me. Like it affected me the most. And I read a yeah. lot of different stories from this book today and all mm-hmm. of them were good. But this one just like, stuck out to me the most and had the coolest like ghost tea as well. Yes. Um, We're here for the ghost tea. And can you show that book again? Yes. So again, this story is from a haunted history of invisible women, true stories of America's ghosts by Leanna Renee Heber and Andrea Janes. Love it. 
I'm going to have yeah, to steal that yeah, when you're done reading it. I'm so impressed that you got it so quickly. The pre-order, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I the only other book I've ever pre-ordered was the Lore Monstrous Creatures Volume 1. Uh, the very first book that Aaron Mankey put out from the Lore podcast, which was years ago. That's the only other book I've ever pre-ordered. Usually I am like, I don't have to pre-order. I can literally just wait. But (laughs) I just knew that there would be a story in here that I would want to talk about. And then there's more stories in here that I want to talk about too. Okay. But we'll talk about them later. I would love to give the mic to you now because... Yeah. You want to give the mic to me? Welcome to Shocktober, where you pretend to be shocked that I was ill-prepared for this episode. (laughs) Well, (laughs) likewise, I hope I can do this story justice because it's very famous. Like, very famous. Oh, God. Yeah, you did a great job of telling that. Definitely, 100% killed it, <laughs> considering, <laughs> especially, <laughs> God, that we were a little bit crunched for time, and we're doing some extra episodes for the month of October. Yeah. October, you know, just makes it a little bit, we gotta put the pedal to the metal. Yeah. But, uh, so, Moth Boys, they put out an episode, I think it was today, it was the... Um, the taking, if you will, not of Deborah Logan, but of Annalise exorcism. Yeah, the exorcism of Annalise Mitchell, and then they started talking about the taking of Deborah Logan, which, by the way, is a terrifying, amazing horror film. I'm so scared to see it, just from the. You've never seen it? Oh, I've never. No, I actually like do not like to watch uh, exorcism movies or anything demonic. Like I don't like demonic. Yeah, it that's a messed up movie. Um, it starts off as like a documentary about Alzheimer's, and then it just gets oh, it, it's it's bad. But anyway, they somehow made that depressing as hell topic. They somehow made it funny. I think I told you. I think we talked about this already, but uh, he meant Matt mentioned on the podcast that Shelley Duvall, his chicken, passed away. I think he posted I know, it, didn't he? I know. I saw it on Instagram. So sad. Rest in peace, Shelly. Rest in peace, Shelly Duvall, the chicken. The other Shelly Duvall is alive, right? I think so, yes. I think. Alexa. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have an Alexa. Because yeah. I'm not that fancy. And also, I don't want to be spied on. But I, I yeah, I will I not be iPhone. getting one of those. <laughs> I'm never getting an no. Alexa or a Google Home or anything. I okay can do without. Freaking, whenever Black I'm wearing man. my AirPods and I say like if I yell across the room to one of my cats or to Connolly, I'm like, "Hey, sweetie, Siri goes one moment, bitch." I did not say Siri. I said sweetie. <laughs> I said sweetie. She always listening. I know. I yeah, know. she is. We we we've been new. We've been. Why am I flapping She's around my She's listening right now. But yeah, so Shocktober's got things a little bit crazy up in here because we're having to do double time, and it's yeah. it's so much fun. So 
yeah, we're having a blast, but don't feel bad about feeling like you, I don't know, didn't do do your best at that story. I thought it was a great story. So my story, probably going to fuck it up. It was a pretty large undertaking. It's a big story. Everybody knows it. Uh, especially requested that we do this for Shocktober. And that topic, the one I'm doing today, is the legend of the Headless Horseman. Um, so this story, a lot of people might know the tale of the Headless Horseman and the adjacent tale of Sleepy Hollow from watching the 1999 Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, and Christopher Walken film um, that was directed by Tim Burton. Uh, it came out the same year as another Sleepy Hollow movie uh, that was just made for TV. I'm not sure exactly what channel it aired on, but it did air in 1999 as well. Have you Is it seen a Lifetime original? It may have been. I'm just kidding. Um, it's a... F- <laughs> no. Lifetime television. <laughs> Lifetime. All men are dicks. The Headless Horseman <laughs> got me pregnant when I was 15. <laughs> That's like all the Lifetime movies. I'm 15 and I'm pregnant. That's Lifetime. Sorry, this Lifetime, but film. that's your whole channel. <laughs> now I want to make Man. these fan fiction movies. Oh my gosh. If you write fan fiction, oh please get at us in our DMs. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Back to the reason we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Oh my God. Okay. So everybody knows the movie with Johnny Depp. It's a, it's incredible. And <laughs> quick sidebar. This is real gross and visceral and you can cut it if you want Santa if you think it's inappropriate kind of is but the first time I saw Sleepy Hollow starring Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci and Christopher Walken uh I had just gotten my very first um womanly time of the month period my period (laughs) period clothing I was in my period I was in my, I was in my period. <laughs> you were in your period clothes. I was in my period clothing, my period panties, my period PJs. <laughs> At the ripe old age of eleven, not even married. Um, <laughs> oh my god! She wasn't even oh married. Oh god. I mean, growing up in Canton, Georgia, it's like, I'm just kidding. Um, No. No. (laughs) Um, The first time I saw that movie, you know, the scene where Christopher Walken takes Christina Ricci, I believe, upon his steed, and he, like, kisses her, but bites her in the mouth? No. You don't know that scene? Mm Mm-mm. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I don't oh remember anything about it. Okay, all I remember is I was literally hemorrhaging and I was wearing my period my period clothing. And I was watching the movie and I was already a hot mess express because my hormones were all over the fucking place. I was pissed off that I had my period. I was like, God damn it, I'm becoming a woman already. I'm in a, I'm in elementary school. I was just not feeling it. And here comes Christopher Walken biting Christina Ricci on the mouth. And she's just gushing blood. And I was like, 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 
I was just so nauseous watching that. And I think I was also eating a piece of toast with grape jelly on it, which just was awful combo. Just un. (sighs) (laughs) Ah. One thing about me, I'm going to (laughs) overshare. Thank God I cut the like thing, that whole segment where you were like, have you ever sharded before? And I was like, no. And you were like, I'm trying to decide if I believe you. And then we just went on this like very long. We talked about poop for so long. That's going to go in the Patreon. I had to like strategically like figure out how to cut that out and then transition from what we were talking about before. It was like so hard. But I was like, we cannot have the shart stuff. We cannot. But we can we have the have period stuff. Shardy Shook, you have to keep the cackling about period panties. We're talking um, about periods on anyways, this podcast because okay. we have periods. Everybody bleeds. Okay, Everybody so bleeds. <laughs> enough about period panties. Uh, yeah, that whole scene fucked me up. Um, and today I finally watched the the film rise film rise made this movie called the legend of sleepy hollow it came out the same year as the tim burton sleepy hollow uh 1999 i'm not sure which one came out first but the legend of the headless horseman is not just american folklore it's all over the world germany's got a version india's got a version the brits the scots everybody does um And they all kind of have their own, you know, moral of the story, if you will. Well, the most famous version um, is based on the story by Washington Irving. He was um, a short storyteller who was primarily involved in the, I guess, the Romanticism era, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He wrote this story... uh, and it became famous. Um, but a little bit about Washington. He was born in April of 1783, and he died in November of 1859. He's not only known for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, but he's also known for Rip Van Winkle, which I've heard that a thousand times, but I've never read it. Have you? Rip Van, Van, Van Winkle? Winkle? I have, yeah. I don't think I've read it. Yeah, uh, it's about he... the man who falls asleep, and then he grows a He falls asleep for, like, 70 years or something, and he grows a beard it's like he wakes up and he's old. Like he falls asleep while he's young oh! and then he wakes up and he's like, oh my God, 70 years have passed me by and I've got a, this long ass beard. Wait. Okay. Yes, I have. It's been forever. That's crazy. Okay. So excuse me. That's all. <laughs> Aha is rising up. Okay. So he was known for those two tales. Uh, he was born and died in New York state. One of them was New York city. The other one was somewhere else. I forgot to write it down, but he wrote the story and that's kind of what uh, became of American, you know, the American version of it. Um, The film rise movie and then the Tim Burton movie. Um, Now, like I said, there's a few different versions of this story. The headless horseman was first called the headless Hessian of sleepy hollow. So a Hessian apparently is a German soldier that fought on behalf of the British and the revolutionary war. Um, and in the American version of the story, uh, takes place in New York during the battle of white plains. And that was one of America's 
fights for independence from the British. Um, like I said, during the Revolutionary War, this took place near Halloween. Uh, it was October 28th of 1776. And in this story, the legend goes that this Hessian soldier, a German, was fighting for the Brits and he became the headless horseman after having his head blown to bits from a cannonball. <sighs> cannonball! So he died and his body got carted off. Um, but his head was literally scattered all over the field. Disgusting. Not here for it. So the headless horseman's uh, his remains were laid to rest in the Dutch church of Sleepy Hollow. And a bit about Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow is a real village in New York. It is northeast slightly of New York City and slightly adjacent to White Plains where that battle took place. So they say that the soldier sought vengeance and the pumpkin head that you see in the movies uh, that aspect of the legend was likely brought on due to the events that uh, happened just before Halloween. Like I said, that battle. Um, decapitation is a popular theory. And not only the Americans, but also the English, Scottish, and the Welsh believe that it was due to a decapitation. Um, in English and Scottish folklore, you'll read about their version of events, which includes the Green Knight not going to go too much into detail about that. Um, but yeah, so in, in Sleepy Hollow, in the movie, the premise is Ichabod Crane, who's a fictional character, by the way. He was a school teacher who, a schoolmaster rather, who came to town, falls in love with this woman. I believe her name's, her character's name's Katrina. Yeah, he falls in love with Katrina. But then there's another man who decides that he wants to be the primary suitor and they he and Ichabod they get into it they don't like each other and this guy decides he wants to trick Ichabod and pretend that he's the headless horseman so he tries to scare Ichabod but while he's doing that the actual headless horseman shows up Oh my the God. actual headless horseman shows up and in the film rise version and I believe in I believe also in the Tim Burton version of the movie, uh, Ichabod just, they show him running off into the distance. You don't really know what happened to him. Um, and at the end of this film rise version, the Lifetime esque movie, they're gathered, the guy, they, they show it in the future and the guys are gathered around the table having a beer and they're talking about, well, what happened to Ichabod? And they're like, nobody knows, but the legend has it that the headless horseman got him. Um, and that film, I should have said this already, the film rise legend of Sleepy Hollow full-length movie, um, Ichabod Crane, his character was played by an actor named Brent Carver. Um, the director was Pierre Gang, I think is how you say his name, Pierre Gang. The Tim Burton film that starred Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, and Christopher Walken, um, they won an Academy Award for set design in that movie. I don't know if you remember vaguely, but it is a gorgeous mm -hmm. set. They did a great job with that. Um, that's kind of where the legend came from. There's probably a lot that I'm forgetting. It's a really, I really enjoyed the movie, aside from the fact that when I watched it, I was hemorrhaging out of my lady parts. 
<laughs> and just I in a general bad mood about that and my period <laughs> panties. I'll see if it's yeah. on anything <laughs> so I can watch it. Yeah, I don't know if it's streaming anymore. I Connelly and I were trying to pick our horror film of the night a couple days ago, and we saw Sleepy Hollow pop up, but I'm not sure what streaming service it was we were on. on Netflix at one point. Um, yeah, that's when I watched it before, and it was like years and years ago. But I like fell asleep, like. Actually, I've seen it two other times, and both times I fell asleep. Like, but not because it was bad; it was because I was high. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's so, funny. well, that's my story. I know I probably didn't do it all the justice because there's probably a lot more information out there. Um, but I hope that story made sense to you guys. It's late. <laughs> we did the best we could. Like. I'm happy to reveal that we batch recorded two episodes today. We we recorded one before this, and and this was our second one. And it's ten fifteen p.m. for me, eleven fifteen p.m. for Amanda. So it's late as hell. It's past my bedtime. I've I'm not gonna lie to you, Santa. I've been wearing pajama pants this whole time. <laughs> uh, business up top. Party on the bottom. Party on the top. I'll show y'all. Are you wearing business pants? No. <laughs> oh, y'all can't even see. I'm wearing party oh, on your the top, jeans. party on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a dress, pajama pants, and a cardigan. Pull over. Yeah. It's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> Dumb and Dumbers. Top five movies for me. It's so fucking funny. But anyways, um, do we have any unfinished business or are we good? We're like yawning in the club right now. So I think we're. The unfinished business is that my we need to sleep um, yeah. so that we can keep making more of these. <laughs> yeah. And so that I can start editing these in the morning because <laughs> in the morning I'm going to start editing this episode, Yay. this specific episode. So, and we, yay. Yay. We have one coming out this week. Yeah. Shocktober. Shocktober. This is our first ever Shocktober. And as you know by now, we've already released one episode uh, for Shocktober. Our episode six, episode six of the podcast about Moldvite and the perils of that um yep and this will be episode seven but the second episode of shocktober and yeah stay tuned next week for the third installment of shocktober for more spooky shenanigans yes yes okay we love you guys please rate review subscribe if you like us if you hate us then (laughs) why are you here Please love us, and also please submit your your shook stories as well. Please, we need more. Yeah, we got two yeah. more since the last episode. I don't know if I told you. Oh hell yeah! So we need more. But yeah, thanks for listening, and we can't wait to see you next time. And follow Bye, us y'all. on Instagram at Shook Podcast. Shook Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.